morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. It's hump day, hump day. Oh yeah, it's hump day. It is Wednesday, so make sure to hump someone you love. I have Theo here in studio. Jackie has Bruno back at home. So make sure you're evaluating your life and acknowledging the space that you're in and making sure that you have someone that you love that you want to hump every Wednesday. 100%. Um, I have like a huge life update for everyone. Wow, okay. I am feeling so positive. Like I'm a new woman from yesterday. Like, what happened? Nothing in particular. Yesterday was just like a bad day for me. Like I didn't sleep great and I woke up on the wrong side of the bed and I didn't, I just, I hated my outfit. I felt like so fat and I really wasn't feeling good. My throat was hurting me. 24 hours later, I like my outfit. I slept great last night, even though I did have a, like a nightmare. Um, I'm feeling a lot better. I just, and I had a coffee this morning like that I liked, like from my house, like a Starbucks cold brew with ice and half and half. Like, Love that. Yeah, so I'm just feeling, I've been up for like, you know, a good amount of time. The mask mandate restrictions have been lifted here in New York. Like it, there's literally no reason not to smile though your heart is aching. Sorry, I'm a little hoarse. <clears throat> no, I totally agree with you. I'm so happy that you've done this 180. We love to see a positive Claudia looking forward to all of her positive takes. She's so rare, you know, positive Claudia doesn't just show up most no, days. No, so we need to acknowledge the space that we are in now surrounded by a positive Claudia, which leaves space for me to be negative. Yeah, and that's like kind of never really like your thing. What, negativity? No, you're actually like a glass half full kind of gal. Oh my, thanks. I mean, I try. And also like I've read enough of our podcast reviews to know that like people really get pressed when we complain a lot. So I feel like we can only have one complainer. Honestly, I think people who, I'm about to say something crazy, like we might need to take out of the podcast. Just think about it. We're not taking it out. So think about it. I think that people who complain, okay, people who complain that we complain too much are anti-Semitic because that is like a Jewish trait. It is in our blood. And if you don't like it, like you need to check your anti-Semitism at the door. I, That's obviously a joke. Like, please don't cover me. I just thought it was funny. No, like as Jews, we do complain. Yeah. And honestly, like that's actually a great joke for like a comedy club. I should write that down. Yeah. It's yeah. not really like a podcast friendly joke. Yeah. But these days we do have a lot to complain about and it has yeah. nothing to do with being just Jewish and complaining. But not today. There's a lot of joyousness in the air. It's 75 degrees. It's sunny. We have an amazing show. Not only is it Wednesday, which is like always a great day because it's hump day energy. We have Dear Toasters, our advice segment. But we also have an interview at the end of today's episode. If you're listening to the podcast, you can just keep listening. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a separate video. We have Remy Bader from TikTok. She is the realistic try-on, realistic... Try-on haul. Try-on haul, queen of TikTok. She was so funny. She was so real. Um, and I think you guys are really going to like the interview. So that's at the end of today's episode as a podcast and just our next video on YouTube. She was great and so many people requested her. So I think it's... It's just a good day. It is a good day. We do have a great show for you today. So we're going to get into it. We're going to take advantage of the space that you're in and deliver the news that you need to know, as yeah. we always do. We're just deliverers. Oh, for everybody who's wondering how my two-a-day went yesterday. Oh, yeah. It went really well. Like, it was really seamless. I feel like by the second workout, I kind of had forgotten about the first one. I didn't really feel fatigued. Matt from The Live Method said it was my best workout ever. And he's been saying that, like, every workout now. So I just feel like that means I keep getting better. You don't know why? Why? Exercise gave you endorphins. Endorphin pe endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't kill their husbands. They just don't. Yeah. Um, That's why maybe I am going to kill my husband because I have because no endorphins. Because I do two a day naps. Maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe that's why. So everything was good. People were wondering what I do with my hair when I like exercise before the toast. I just don't wash it when I shower. I wound up, I showered twice yesterday and took one bath because of the... Because of the two a day. Wow. I had to shower after each workout and then I bathe before bed. I don't know why I like can't picture you in a bath. Picture it. 
It's, it's a beautiful it's something sight. to see. It's something to see. I just like can't envision you getting into a tub. Well, you know what? Usually it happens very slowly because I make the water too hot. Mm. So I'm standing there waiting for it to cool That's down. That's the fucking worst. <laughs> like your feet are burning when you put yeah, them in. And I just like, I feel so stupid, like hunched over waiting to get in. <laughs> so I just sort of like burn my whole body. Yeah, no, that's get the, the worst. In. Well, that's because you're inexperienced. No, I mean, sometimes it, it's the right temperature, but sometimes it's lukewarm. And I'm like, I'd rather just push myself. Does your bath nozzle have temperatures on it? No, otherwise it wouldn't be such a gamble. Mine does. And it's like actually like a huge thing like the privilege of having temperature on your shower or bath nozzle is so like it's just one of those underrated things that like now that I have it I don't know how if I ever move like how I'm gonna live without it no it takes out all the guesswork and some of us are just going in blind yeah no you're literally going in blind when it's like I know exactly like to a t fahrenheit what, what I'm getting into wow that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, I feel like we should just dive in because there's like so much to discuss. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else that I need to share because it just was like a, a standard day. Nothing yeah. crazy. I went to dinner last night, watched Rahoni. Oh, I went to a comedy show last night. How was? It was crazy like to see. It wasn't in a club. New York Comedy Club is doing like outdoor shows on this like rooftop in Flatiron. It was so nice. And our friend Kristen, who we went to Nashville with, her now husband, they got married in COVID, did a set and it was so good and it was just like, what a different experience like to not only see comedy outside but like I feel like in the past six months since since things have started to reopen I've just been doing like the same thing over and over again like dinner you know Mm -hmm. but it was like a new activity and it was really fun a new sensation so support your local comedians I tried to go but I showed up at the wrong place and I missed it that's so so you that's so me that's so Jackie like literally arrived only to realize I arrived at the wrong place right because you you went to the comedy club and they're not doing it at the comedy club they were doing it on this rooftop no one thought to tell me it was really fun yeah, I guess that's that on that. And without further ado, do, 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 where are you? By the way, he is here. He's just... He's off camera. He's feeling shy today. Yeah, he's just been feeling a little insecure. And, yeah. You know, taking time for himself. But without further... After two breakfast tigs, he's just been like really carrying that weight around. But that spirit of the two breakfast tigs lives on. Cannot be squandered. Cannot be broken. Without further ado, do, 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 here are the past five stories that you, do, 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 need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today we're excited to be sponsored by IP Vanish. What is IP Vanish? A virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse on the internet. You can use a VPN on your computer, tablet, phone, even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data becomes encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is that you're doing. And that's important because what you're doing on the internet is absolutely nobody else's business but yours. IP Vanish helps you remain anonymous and secure on the internet. And for listeners of the show, IP Vanish is offering an incredible 65% off, just $3.49 for the first month or $31.49 for the year. Here's everything you get with IP Vanish. Anonymous IP addresses, meaning your personal IP address cannot be tracked. You can circumvent any online censorship. They have more than 1,500 servers on 70 plus locations, and you can get protection from using public Wi-Fi. So go to ipvanish.com toast to claim your 65% savings. They have plans starting at just $3.49 or $31.49 for the entire year. This is the time to sign up because with our discount code and their current promotional offerings, you can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. IP Vanish is the best of the best, rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So ipvanish.com slash toast to get that deal and start protecting yourself online. Love it. Okay, first story, something that's been like making the rounds. 
Shanna Mokler, Moakler. Yes, Moakler, no, Mokler, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those names I'll probably never get right, is claiming that she caught Travis Barker and Kim Kardashian having an affair. Shanna Moakler claims she once caught Travis Barker. <laughs> it's Shanna Mokler. <laughs> having an affair with Kim Kardashian, the younger sister of his current girlfriend, Kourtney Kardashian. Moakler said she divorced Barker back in 2009. Mokler! <laughs> Mokler! She said that she divorced him because of his tryst with Kim. She said, I divorced my ex because I saw them. I caught them having an affair. The model confirmed that she was referring to Kim, who met Barker when she was working as Paris Hilton's assistant in the early 2000s. A source close to Kim told Page Six on Wednesday morning that there is zero truth to these claims. So Shanna is saying that Kim and Travis hooked up and she caught it and that's why they got a divorce. And Kim's camp is saying like this, there's, this did not there's happen. There's no way. Well, there's a what few things. What do we believe? There's a few things to unpack here. One, the fact that Travis Barker and Kim like might've broken up his marriage. And two, the fact that Courtney is now dating Travis. No, to me, the only thing that matters is that Courtney is now dating Travis. Cause like what Kim did in the early 2000s with whomever. I just don't believe it. Is irrelevant to me. You want to know why? Because I feel like, and, and this is, People who, like, watch the Kardashians religiously and, like, feel like they know Kim, they really know that, like, she had this, like, image of being, like, a sex symbol and that she had the sex tape and she had this, like, kind of raunchy reputation and she was, like, actually nothing like that. She was, like, super shy and she, like, didn't drink. Like, there's the per this perception of her, but it's not really who she is and I feel like this is kind of just, like, feeding into, like, what people think about Kim, but at the end of the day, like, I don't think Kim would ever do this. Kim is so family-oriented, like... She's a child of divorce. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I know Kim and I know that she wouldn't do this. Yeah, but there are, like, a lot of quotes going around now from, like, various interviews that Travis had done at the time about how he couldn't keep his eyes off Kim. And, like, to me... I Nobody could. No, but, like, I don't care about Tra Travis and Shanna's, like, marriage and whether or not Kim broke it up. Like, I seriously don't care. Yeah. I, I can't tell you why. I just am wondering, like, if Courtney's dating someone that her sister hooked up with because, like, to me, that's so That's crazy. a no-no. It's incest. Even 20 years later. Incest. Yeah. I don't know. It is 20 years. Let's say they did. Let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say they did. It's 20 years later and it really feels like this is the love of Courtney's life. And some people are saying that she's pregnant because she put up this weird ominous fucking Instagram post, Pinkalicious, like, and Christmas tree, like maybe she's due in December. There were all these different hints. I actually watched a TikTok that did kind of convince me that she was pregnant. Whatever. I don't believe it. So let's say for argument's sake that they did fuck, but now it's 20 years later. Courtney's head over heels in love with Travis. Travis is head over heels in love with Courtney. Like, I... I actually think I can move past it, even though that's like a huge no-no. If you read my book, you know it was like one of our rules growing up. Like, you don't kiss the same boy as your sister. But I might be able to get past this one. I don't know. I don't know. I just really hope it's not true so I don't have to get past it. Think about it, it you yeah. Know? And I'm sure eventually, like, say it was true and I, and I took the time. Like, I do think I can get past it also. And it's clear that they've gotten past it if it is true. I just, like, really hope that it's not because, like, that's a real bummer. Like, and if Travis is the love of Courtney's life, it's just, like, always, like, he had sex with her sister. Yeah, and it's, like, you couldn't just, like, not do one thing 20 years ago because you don't know how it impacts your life 20 years from now. Also, I do think that these allegations, or whatever you want to call them, are coming out at an interesting time because there's also a lot of drama with Alabama Barker, who is Travis and Shanna's daughter, and she's been, like, posting TikToks basically alleging that her mom was absentee and all these kind of um, crazy allegations. So I just feel like maybe that's an attempt to discredit Shanna. I don't know. There's just like a lot to unpack from the Alabama Barker, Shanna Mokler, Travis Barker, Kourtney Kardashian, Kim Kardashian saga. And I'm kind of like living for it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I just, there's one side is saying this, like it, there's just such different recollections of, of what happened. And Let's say they did fuck. Kim's camp would not be like, yeah, we did. No, but like, they might not, they might just ignore her because like, 
Who is she? No, that's a great question. <laughs> who is Shannon This article Blair? says model. Oh, me too. <laughs> Same. Um, so yeah, that's just like an interesting turn of events. That's a little incest news for everyone. <laughs> are you ready for our next story, which yeah. is taking us back in time? Yeah, because I really am. You are. You yeah. look ready. No, I'm feeling so positive. positive and at peace. And I've never been more ready for anything than I am for this next story. Good. I'd love to hear that. I just feel like I exuded such negative vibes yesterday. Like I need to make up for it. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's try Whatever. something new. <laughs> Let's try something new. Yeah. Misha Barton is saying that bullying on the OC set led to her exit. She said, I just mm. felt very unprotected. Okay, so Misha Barton spoke to E! News. I read this whole article about how this writer at E! News like, just wanted, just thought like she would email Misha and like see what happened there. And Misha and just opened up the floodgates. <laughs> Misha just responded and shared her truth. Before we start, I just want to say, like, I have so much love in my heart for, for Misha Barton. Like, I think she's a gem. I loved her on the Hills last season. Loved. And I just think she's kind of a, kind of how people talk about Britney and how like she's like an example of what the media can do and how they're so evil. I feel like Misha Barton is one of those as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I wish she was back on the hills. I thought she was a great character. Would have loved to see more from her. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they, they turned. Like when they picked her up, I didn't know why they did that. And when they dropped her, I didn't know why they did that. Yeah, no, once they picked her up, I was like, what? And then I watched it. I was like, oh, this is an interesting gal. She's young, fabulous Hollywood gal. Stories to tell, things to say, vengeances to avenge. And then they just dropped her off. Maybe she didn't want to be it anymore. But like, I thought she was great. I thought she was great too. But so now she's responding to emails about what happened on the set of the OC. So all of this is being communicated via email um yes I believe so okay and maybe they got on the phone but she reached out to her via email just because I guess she was up one night wondering why Misha was killed off the OC which I is actually relate to this article a really this writer. great question <laughs> yeah. so she said there were people on oh spoiler alert <laughs> right there were people on that set that were very mean to me it wasn't like the most ideal environment for a young sensitive girl who's also been thrust into stardom to have to put up with she said sometime during season two things got more difficult for her the hours got longer and the producers started evening out everybody's pay after mm. promoting her co-star Rachel Bilson because I guess Summer wasn't meant to be a full-time cast member but she was such but a star in that first season how could you not she became one of the core four and I guess they they took her paycheck from some like from everyone else's so the, do they demote Misha's payment or they just brought they might up. have they might have just like demoted everyone got it um she said in sort of general bullying from some of the men on the set that felt kind of really shitty mm. but you know I also love the show and I had to build up my own walls and ways of getting around dealing with that and the fame that was thrust specifically at me just dealing with like the amount of invasion I was having in my personal life I just felt very unprotected I guess is the best way to put it yeah so she said that the the showrunners came to her and they were like they didn't force her off the show or anything. They were like, we could let you go in a way that's kind of mysterious and have you come back or we could end it finally Final. and you can go move on and do whatever you want. And yeah. I guess she had like other offers coming in because she was at the height of her career. She's like, no, I want to take all these things that I haven't been able to take and I want to go. And I think when she filmed it and when she made that choice, she had no idea that it was going to be like the cultural thing that it was like, hallelujah, Marissa Cooper, like being carried through the streets. Yeah. Um, and so she just made the choice to like move on with her career. Well, I honestly can't tell if that was the right decision because it did become this actual phenomenon. Like the way you just think of one of the most iconic moments in TV history, it has to be in like the top 10. But she didn't really have much of a career after that. So it's like, which would you take? The iconic moment or the longevity? I think the longevity, but in hindsight, like, you know, she, th and a lot of people do this, I think, like, it's probably frustrating, right? You're at the peak of your career, but you're stuck to this thing. So you can't take other opportunities, but maybe you choose the wrong opportunities and then it's all downhill from there. I think that a lot about the kids from Riverdale, how they became so famous so fast and they literally work every single day, 365, 
in Canada, like they're so limited in what they can do outside of the show that they grew huge followings. The show became huge. And then the show just kind of dwindled. And like, I just don't think of them as they're super famous, but I don't think of them as like the mega stars that they were for like that one year. And they couldn't really do much after that. Well, I just feel like they're still doing stuff. And I feel, but I also feel like they make weird choices. Like, Madeline in that movie F the Prom that was like so terrible. I just think they're very limited in what they can do contractually, not only time wise because they only get like a few months off, but like and then also like I'm sure your contract is like you can't do a TV show with ABC. You know what I mean? Like they're limited in what they can actually accept, and then timing of it all. I feel like Cammy does the best job. Me too, because she was in that spooky movie that was on Netflix. Um, that was like during quarantine. Um. What was the premise? It was like a... She was a, in Palm Springs. It was Springs. like a, a horror movie. Yeah, she was in Palm Springs, which like was a... A hit. A mainstream success. Let me look at I agree with was. you. I do think that she does the best job of balancing Riverdale and other work. But it's like a blessing and a curse to become so famous on a TV show because those TV shows, especially the ones that have like 22 episodes a season, like you don't get to work otherwise or really even live. Yeah. I think the movie was called Dangerous Lies, which just goes... It was like a lifetime... type of movie but it was on Netflix and I think it did really well it was Mm. like it was um what are those movies called that are like thrillers coming up the stairs you know mystery like sort of scary like a scary movie sure got it I think I'm curious to know what the word you're looking for is I don't know maybe spooky spooky thriller thriller let's click on the movie let's see how it describes itself it's probably a scary movie that's like a genre yeah Okay, anyways. Um, I guess they were dangerous lies, so it definitely was scary because it was so dangerous. So, <laughs> yes, I agree with you, like, Marissa Cooper. It's a weird thing. Like, you become so famous, you become, like, best friends with your castmates, and then it kind of, like, dwindles because you're limited in what you can do outside of the show, and the show goes on for a long time. I can't believe Riverdale's still on the air. Yeah, and I feel like we're, Rachel Bilson and Adam Brody were dating in real life, yeah? That helps them a lot. I'm sure that helps. Like, you feel like you have someone in your corner, and she probably just felt out on her own. Yes, and I do also think that, like, one of the weirdest things, like, that I've ever experienced is the fact that Adam Brody and Rachel Bilson dated for so long and then he got married to Layton Meester who's literally Rachel Filson and who like literally comes from the same exact career like no it's it's not even that she's Rachel Filson it's that Seth Cohen and Blair Waldorf literally got married no and also like Summer Summer Roberts and Blair Waldorf were like the same type, type of character and they had the same a similar career mm-hmm so I just think that's like the weird, and they look alike too. So like when I see pictures, I'm like, is that an old picture with Rachel Bilson or a current picture with Leighton Meester? Yeah, no, it's shocking. And I think it's just another interesting factoid that a lot of people don't really talk, like remember is that Leighton Meester was born in prison. Yeah. That's a crazy story. And, and they like kind of reference that in Country Strong. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, you know, Child Stanton was hiding this huge secret about her past. What was it? That her parents were in jail. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Great movie if you haven't seen it. Who hasn't seen it? Like, probably a lot of people, and that's what's wrong with the world. Like, everyone has seen it. Has everyone seen it? We're going to have a mandatory viewing. I don't think Aram definitely has not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ready for our next story? A little love news. A little love news that's brought to you by Bruce. Very appropriate since I love Bruce. And when you're in love, you're going to need a fucking Bruce. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Um, This spring, drift into a dreamy state of mind and reset with the Fruish, new limited edition colorways inspired by a dreamlike surrealism so what is the brush you guys it is the best electric toothbrush on the market we talk about it here all the time so many toasters have gotten them and it has really changed their life it is very very effective in cleaning your teeth your gums helps with breath but it's also really affordable a lot of electric toothbrushes can cost over 200 dollars, which is like nuts um 
but not the brush, very affordable. It comes with six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. It has a two minute timer, so you make sure to complete Completely clean your uh, mouth in all four quadrants of your mouth. Gums, back, front, up, down. The battery life lasts four weeks. It comes with a magnetic charging stand that's very sleek and elegant, so it's not very cluttery on your counter. Um, it also comes with a subscription program, so you never forget to change your brush head again. Some people think that like if you have an electric toothbrush, you don't need to like change, but you do. It's not very sanitary. And they'll keep you on track. You don't have to remember. They'll just every six months ship you a new brush head a replacement so you're never stuck using a worn down brush head their electric toothbrush has a modern aesthetically pleasing design and it comes in trend driven seasonal colors so it looks great on your bathroom counter these new colors are only available for a limited time check them out it's like big launch you know you want to get the new one mm -hmm. um get them before they're a distant dream get 15 percent off the toothbrush kit from bruce and the refill plan when you use the promo code toast at bruce.com that's 15 percent off using code toast at b-r-u-u-s-h.com Love it. Okay, our love news. ASAP Rocky says girlfriend Rihanna is the one. I saw this and I totally forgot that they were dating, but I'm like reminded again and now I'm happy again. He said, when you know, you know. So the rapper true. told GQ for the magazine's June-July 2021 cover story a bit about his romance with Rihanna, gushing that she is the love of my life, my lady. When asked what it feels like to be in a relationship, he said so much better, so much better when you got the one. She amounts to probably like a million of the other ones. So true. I think when you know, you know, she's the one. He also shared his thoughts on starting a family saying that fatherhood is quote in my destiny absolutely I think I'd be an incredible remarkably overall amazing dad I would have a very fly child very so true um this is the thing like Brianna's just like that bitch like she's like the Elizabeth Taylor of our generation like how the most eligible men in the world used to like buy Elizabeth Taylor like the boats and the diamonds and just for a chance to be in her presence and that is literally rihanna like every fucking eligible you know that saudi prince billionaire drake, drake. everyone who's fucking obsessed literally they just fawn over her and she's like yes sure. it's fine i'll take the boat so it's just like it's hard to see someone living your dream because <laughs> i really for you know a while really did think i was the elizabeth taylor of our generation but it's very clearly but you were just snatched up so quickly you didn't i never had time i never had time to grow into it yeah but like i'm real like i I just made that reference in my mind and like it's true or should, maybe like the Marilyn Monroe like yeah yeah but there it's the same it's the same thing and know, that's Rihanna the Evelyn Hugo yes that is Rihanna yeah I totally agree I think that's a great call and it's like the least you can hope for is that when someone possesses this diamond of the season that they can recognize that that's what they have and and, and I think she's recognized no I think that he's recognized yes like that she's a million of the other girls yeah and I'm happy for them I think they're a cute couple I don't think I've ever seen a photo of them like together here's a photo of them together Let but it's um I don't know when it's from that looks like literally like photoshopped together yeah, they're like so far of, apart no, but like because their hands on his shoulder like, you know that you it's could, real yeah but it could still be photoshopped I yeah. guess anything can happen they're really cute I'm happy for them and that's a really sweet article I love when people like publicly gush about their partners in yeah. interviews like when Tiffany Haddish like went on and on about Common. Yeah, but also when people gush about like how much they love being in a relationship, you know, yeah. I just think it sets a nice example. Like, because I feel like sometimes being in a relationship like isn't the coolest thing yes. to do. It's like, oh, you're whip, bro. Yay, exactly. But no. It's such a lame thing to say. No, and like, until, yeah, no. Like, I just Two tastemakers making like relationships making, cool. Making tastes. Making tastes. 100%. <laughs> but that's also how I feel about like, Justin Bieber and Haley, like getting yes. married so young, and I just think it makes that like a cool thing to do. And really, you could do whatever you want with your life. It's just always like I agree. I know what you're saying. It's I nice. agree. You know, it's nice. 
Are you ready for our next story? Yeah, of course. The Dear Evan Hansen trailer is here. And there's drama. Claudia told me there's drama, which is shocking. I just want to share my initial thoughts because Zach was watching it in the car. I watched the 10, I watched, you put it on your story, so mm-hmm. I watched 10 seconds of it. Um, enough to know that Ben Platt is playing Evan Hansen. Yes. And I, I overheard the trailer and I just felt like they gave away the entire movie. Okay, I thought the same thing. It was like a 45 minute trailer <laughs> and like literally I was like, from I've, start to finish. I've just seen the movie. No, and there's like kind of like a big kind of, twist in the play and like they like kind of ruined it did you know what i'm talking about no i know like they literally had every song in the trailer like the whole plot like dear evan hansen connor connor yeah like, like connor yeah. <laughs> like all the different highs and lows of evan and connor i agree they gave too much away they gave but too much away. it was an experience i loved it because i'm gonna see the movie and i feel like i saw like a part of it it was stunning like the music i love ben platt i'm like literally his number one fan I commented on the trailer and he liked my comment. Oh my god, that is so rewarding. I'm I'm so excited. I forgot how good the music was. I'm yeah. gonna um, do a, a run today on the treadmill. I'm gonna listen to that soundtrack because like you will be found. I had chills, chills, just, just eavesdropping from the trailer. And Pasek and Paul, my kings. Yeah, so it's the greatest showman, guys. It's it's perfect. But so but it's like all this time when we were like, you know, hyping up the greatest showman. We're like, it's the Dear Evan Hansen guys. And like now finally people understand like how good at that no, is. And now they're the greatest showman guys. Yeah. And there were also the La La Land guys. If you're into that sort of thing. I like, I know it's not a personality trait to think that La La Land was the worst movie ever, but like, I fully believe that it is my personality. <laughs> I think it says a lot about your personality. Yeah. No, it's just like, I think maybe I disliked it because everyone liked it so much. And I'm just like, so like, not like other girls. You're not like other girls. I don't know why, but um, I digress. So you didn't really know, and I only knew because I'm on Broadway TikTok because, like, I literally watch videos of Jessica Vosk singing as Wicked, like, every day. And so my algorithm gives me, like, Broadway news. Um, There was some drama a couple weeks ago with some guy. But everyone was, like, going on and on about Ben Platt being selected as Evan Hansen, and they thought it was problematic for two reasons. One, because he's 27, and I think the character is supposed to be 16 or, like, 17, whatever, like, a high school kid. When has that ever mattered in Hollywood? And the other thing is that, like, maybe there were more eligible people to play Ben, uh, to play Evan Hansen who have all, who have been on Broadway. Like there's this guy who's currently Evan Hansen on Broadway and he's 19. So people thought he might be more eligible, but that Ben Platt only got the role because his dad who works in Hollywood is the producer of the movie. Okay. So there's two issues. One, the age thing, which I think is so fucking stupid. Like where was all this energy when like four 90 year olds were playing high schoolers on Pretty Little Liars? Like nobody fucking cares. Regina George was 26. Like who cares? No, literally nobody cares. We're going to care now. Also, he originated that role. And didn't he like write this show? So he won the Tony for it. He worked with Pasek and Paul. Like he was a part. I don't know if he wrote it, but I know that he was involved from the origin. Like, he was a part of making like it what it was. this is his show. He popularized it. He won the Tony for it. And honestly, I'm sure there are a lot of people who do it amazing. I haven't seen anyone besides Ben Platt. But, like, he is the Barbra Streisand of Funny Girl. You would never make a Funny Girl movie and not put Barbra Streisand. You know no, what I mean? he is Evan Hansen. When I saw the trailer, it sounded like his voice. So I was like, oh, okay, it's Ben Platt. But, like, if it wasn't going to be Ben Platt, Ben Platt, I was going to be disappointed. But it's also really crazy that, like, Evan Hansen came out or peak, like was at the pinnacle like five or six years ago and it's already a movie whereas like Wicked still isn't a movie. Well, there's a lot and of also, drama with the Wicked movie. Oh, share the with- drama with me. But also I would hope, I mean now it's probably too late, but if there ever was a Wicked movie, like I want, I would want it to be Adina Menzel and Kristen, and Kristen Chenoweth. Chenoweth. Of course, the people who popularized the the show. Yeah. 100%. What's the drama? Um, like, so, like, five years ago, they announced a Wicked movie. We reported this on the toast. I don't know if you remember. And then they, they gave, like, a launch date or, like, a launch month. And that launch month was, like, a year ago. So people were, like, repopulating the tweet and being like, 
the movie's supposed to come out this month. Like, what happened? I do believe it's, like, still in the works, but I don't think it's going to be anytime it soon. It doesn't bode well. Who's in it? Was they don't the- say anything yet. And honestly, like, if they just got Pasek and Paul on the job, we would be fine. Yeah. Well, the music is written, but I think it should be Dove Cameron and Ariana Grande. Or no? No, I don't think so. Ariana Grande and... Who were... We already had this As Alphaba? I forget. I don't know. We already figured this out. They don't need to be that young, though. I guess they, they go to college, right? In Wicked? Yeah, Shiz University. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then the they other do thing, go to Shiz. The other thing people are all pressed about is the nepotism of it all. And honestly, I think I've said this before on the show. Like, I'm so unbothered by nepotism. I'm, like, so jealous of it because I have, like, the opposite of nepotism. <laughs> like, whatever that is. I'm, I'm happy for them. Like, if you can get it, like, do it. Like, I would do it, too. No, like, we're like, all liars. Like, oh, my dad's producing a movie. Wait, let's play this out. My dad's producing a movie of the play that I starred and popularized. If anything, popularized. it's nepotistic in the other way where it's, like, his dad only got the it, producer wait, title. how qualified is his dad? Because his son wrote the movie. It's reverse nepotism. I just like don't care if anything you should have been angry when this like one time show writer got a show on Broadway because his dad was in the industry yeah like that was the time to be angry no but also I would be angry if he wasn't so qualified for the role like I think there's and I'm not gonna like out people but I think there's a lot of people who have gotten famous like based on their parents attributes and like they're not that great or talented and I don't understand the hype it's only the hype because their parents are superstars Ben Platt is not one of those people I think he would have become a a bigger just as big as of a star if he didn't have the connections that he did yeah so sometimes like the talent matches and that's really all I care about Ben Platt is going to be amazing in it so everyone can just fuck off yeah, no, I'm really excited. The Broadway stands, though, on TikTok are fucking pressed. Like, there's real problems going on in the world. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I think it's some news that's going to make you even happier than you already are it's today. It's the final story. What is it? It's a little fast food wars news that's Fuck gonna, yes. That's for you. Every time we talk about fast food, I have... Ha- I have it for lunch, excuse me. Well, now I know what you can order next. Okay. Burger King launches a new chicken sandwich nationwide hmm. called the Chick King. Oh, that's a good name. Yep. Burger King's new chicken sandwich is here and it's entering a market that's more crowded than ever. The burger chain first announced its new sandwich in February. Since then, it's been rolling out the sandwich. I love when sandwiches get rolled. Rolled out. They're like a little late. Like, I feel like there's been like a conversation about where the best chicken sandwich is from. For a while. They have been. But you know what? I'm happy for this news because personally, like, when we used to go, when we were driving and we would all want fast food, like, last year, I would want to stop at Burger King for the, um, what's it called? McPlant. No, but, but, but they Impossible have, Burger. Yeah, but it was like, they had a cute name for it, I thought. What it's is the their, Impossible Burger. The Whop, Impossible Whopper. Okay. And that, but then we would go over to McDonald's for you. So like now we can all eat. No, at, we all no, can we can't. eat at Burger King. Let me tell you why. Okay. First of all, because when I go to fast food, way, unless scratching my nose in case I want, she's not picking her nose. Not picking. Uh, when I go to fast food, I get chicken nuggets, and I actually really don't like the nuggets from Burger King because they're tenders, not nuggets, and I just prefer nuggets. Um, so I'll still always go to McDonald's, also because McDonald's fries are so supreme, like. Even the best fry from Burger King doesn't stand a chance against the worst fry from McDonald's. Like, there's just no competition. So we'll still have to drive to both stores. Okay. Also, I don't really... I love chicken sandwiches, but not at fast food places. There's just, like, so many better options for me. Whereas, like, okay, like, in a restaurant, I'll order, like, a grilled chicken sandwich. Okay. Okay, so never mind. I mean, I'll try it for our mukbang that we're never going to film. Never mind. No, no, it's it's good. I'll just take this story back. No, no, don't. I love love fast food news. Throw it in the garbage. Okay, Uh, well, if you're, My negativity is seeping back out. (laughs) If you're in the chicken sandwich 
business. Fan club, you got another one to try. Another but, one. <laughs> nice. I literally love that. Remember phrase. like the time when DJ Khaled blew up Snapchat? Yeah, but do you also remember the time when like Kanye and Kim announced they were having another baby and Mason Disick said another one? No, I don't remember that. Oh my God, it's so Where iconic. Where did he say it? On Keeping Up. He's such an and icon. And Kanye was laughing so hard. Oh my God, gotta go back and find the clip. Yeah, no, it was really cute. Um, should we talk about Real Housewives of New York, which was like so boring last night? Yes, we shall. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting too because I felt conflicted because I really feel like Ramona Singer lying about donating her plasma, which I think we came to that conclusion. I do think like for a second, Ramona thought that she did donate plasma just when she got tested because she's like, you know, not that in tune with the medical community. But I think she's known for a while that she didn't actually donate it and let the lie continue. So I think that's like really low and like classless. Like I think that's like one of the worst things you can do. I don't. But, but... I think, like, Leah was really bothering me last night. She was just, like, being the police, like, to everyone. She was being, like, the plasma police. Even though, like, she was justified in just, like, wanting to prove her point, she was just, like, being really harsh. And then she was being, like, the Fosé police. She was just being, like, the policewoman. Yeah. I have... I feel very conflicted about it. Do... Is there something that you need to say before we get into it, or can we get into the recap? I've been in it for, like, no, a No, no, but you're holding your curds. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm oh, just okay. protective over my curds. Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, I was okay. like, have you not been listening to me? <laughs> No, I'm just holding my curds. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Keep keep your curds close and safe. No, keep your cards close and your curds closer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. I feel extremely conflicted over Leah because generally speaking, like, I, I really am here for her as a person. And I think that she's such a great thinker sometimes, you she, know? That's such a good way to put it. And she, and I, like, really sometimes when she goes for something, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But with this Ramona plasma stuff, she came for Ramona so hard in the beginning of COVID because she was going to Florida and then Mm -hmm. she like got COVID. And I understand at the time that Leah felt like that was the right thing to do. But now it's like eight months since then. Like in hindsight, like I I don't know why she's going so hard again where she could have looked back on it and been like, well, Ramona did have antibodies and she was like, like she wasn't doing anything so crazy but at the time everything felt crazy but now in hindsight it's like oh she was just in Florida and she had anybody yeah I don't really feel like Ramona like traveling from New York to Florida is like a big deal but Leah is like still harping on the fact that Ramona was like irresponsible during COVID because she like posted her cooking thing on her Instagram well so and like and her workout when they flash back to the reunion and Leah's like going after Ramona for posting her workout on her stories I'm like that's like not a big deal no, that's literally the what entire everyone was doing. fucking world did that yeah. so like maybe well, in the me, moment but... you saw it and you felt like it was tone deaf but that's like not something that I would bring up again it's yeah. like something that she did wrong because that's what the whole world was doing yeah so like that was sort of bothering me I feel like what happened with Ramona is that she thought she donated plasma because something was like taken from they her. took her blood they took something from her and she thought that that was plasma. I agree. But I think she's known for a while. And I that think when she told the press that she donated plasma, she really thought that she did. I, I agree. Think afterwards, she learned that that was not what happened. But Leah is really trying to embarrass her and make her look like a terrible person as if she lied. Intentionally. It, whereas I think that when she said it, she wasn't lying. I agree with you completely. And the I fact think Ramona that for a while. Like, I don't know why Leah, like her and Leah aren't beefing right now. So right. I don't know why Leah feels like she needs to embarrass her yeah. in front of everyone and like make her admit that she was wrong. I think that for a while, Ramona Singer went to bed every night, like truly believing she helped someone. I believe that. I don't think she's a bad person. Like, I don't think she would intentionally lie because that's like fucked up. Yeah. I don't think that she did that. And I, I understand Leah like wanting to like make the point, but like she went so hard. She was just being like a Karen. And I'm like, 
chill. And then it was just like, that was the energy she had throughout the whole day. Like, honestly, what she said to Luann, I think she, I think she did have good intentions. But then Luann, Luann was literally like, you're literally doing the same thing with your mocktail. Like, and Luann was right. Yes. I think I understood what Lee was trying to say because it is like a crutch for Luann and eventually she'll have to learn how to walk on yes. her own. But I think like telling her about it while she's doing it and like leaning on her crutch, like that's just not that helpful. But I, I do feel like her heart was in the right place. And like Luann did come to her and say like, we're in this that's together. True. Like I want to lean on you. And so I think Leah thought she was just being a friend. Yeah. Whereas everybody in the group has been getting along. She's staying at Ramona's house and she wants to bring this thing up to make like Ramona embarrassed and look bad in front of everyone eight months later. Well, the, I don't. I I wasn't supportive of it. That's the thing. I, I forgot they're all staying at Ramona's house, and it's, you say what you want about Ramona, but like she is the host, and she's doing like a nice job, and you just don't like attack someone like that when they're you're literally staying at their house. Yes, and then also I'm not understanding Leah's point of view with this Heather. Heather stuff. So then I thought she was also being policewoman when it's like, what are we going to say to Heather when she gets here? What time does she get here? What should we say? Let me pull up the articles. She just was being case, a detective. Just in case you forgot or you missed what she said, here's what she said, getting the whole group riled up against and Heather. And by the way, they didn't even pull up anything that Heather had said about Leah. So Leah's getting mad on like Luann and Sonia's behalf when Luann and Sonia seem to not give a shit. Right. And it seems like whatever Heather said about Luann, like not being authentic, like we all recognize that there's an old Lou and a new Lou. Yeah. Like even the way that she has done a complete 180 about how to address herself to a driver. Like, yes. So Heather knew Luann when she really was that like inauthentic can't countess. talk to her countess lady. So like, I don't find that to be offensive. I think no, but her saying she does hard drugs is mean and also saying Sonia's she didn't say has she, two faces. She like, said that the, the night in St. Bart's, Saint Bart's with the that pirate, they were doing hard drugs. that there was drugs. Maybe there was drugs. No, and I and I we also I think we said this last week that that is like so far in yes. the past and Luann has been through so much since then like sure it's, it's like not that cool but it's like not recent enough I might just be biased because I actually like love Heather yeah I like her too I think she's a nice girl I think she's a nice girl I think she's like a good businesswoman I think I think like her time on the show which she left voluntarily which is very rare I think she was like a good friend she was like really good friends with Carol and Kristen Takeman like I she didn't give me any reason not to like her her hollers were a little annoying but other than that there's no reason to dislike her so much. So I'm just like, Leah's coming on really strong. It's making me think like, what happened off camera? Like, how do you know Leah? How do you know Heather? Like, yeah. what's going on here? Because like, to have so much energy and detest for someone who literally hasn't said anything about you, who you, I think, don't even know. Yeah. It's bizarre. So she's yeah. just giving me like policewoman vibes. That's how I felt too. But I still really like Leah. I was just like not understanding where she's coming from. Yeah. And obviously the big ta-da was Sonia Morgan getting like so fucked up and like, Honestly, it was funny. Like, we're working with so little here. Like, and I never thought I would say this, but this is, like, just kind of the cycle of housewives. It's, like, you hate a housewife so much because, like, their behavior is atrocious, and then when they leave, like, it is kind of boring. And it's, like, even though I did not like like or appreciate most of what Dorinda brought to the table, like, I am bored without her. Like, I really am. So the craziest thing is, like, Sonia got drunk. Like, who cares? I, no, I, I have, I, even when you said like someone left because of their behavior, I, I forgot who you were talking about. And now I realize you were talking about Dorinda. I don't miss her for one second. They should have brought in more new cast members. A hundred percent. Because five just isn't enough. It's we so should little. have had, they should have brought in one more new person and an old person, which I think Heather, Heather was is supposed meant to, to be. be. Yeah. But I think that her and Leah in this particular weekend in the Hamptons get into it really bad and Heather leaves like, so she doesn't film the rest of the season. Right, so that's what we're I back think. down to five. And Ebony is great, but she's just like a little boring. Yeah. So just her being the sole focus of all the new energy, I don't think it's enough. I agree. I totally agree with that. But um, she was the only one dressed right for the day. Okay, so her when Ramona, outfit was beyond 
stunning. When Ramona was being the fashion police to Leah McSweeney, Ramona needed to arrest herself with that big fucking knee-length vest. Yeah, she took it off and she changed. Um, Leah looked great. Leah looked, like, Leah's just cool and different, like. I would not wear that outfit. No. But I appreciate it for Leah. Like, I like that she has a sense of style that it's different from, yeah, someone would wear that top with black jeans or those pants with a black top, like, because that's, but, like, her outfit at, Sonia's garden, like she does it in Leah's way. She does it in her own way, and it's like, who, and she's who like, cares what Leah's wearing? Like she Ramona's, also looks amazing in everything, so it really doesn't. It's matter. actually unfair. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was like a fine episode. Um. Jersey's on tonight. The, not the finale. Part two of the reunion. Yeah. I didn't watch part one yet, so we'll just recap. No, part total. one of the reunion finale was last week. Oh, I didn't watch the finale. Okay, because I was uh. Oh, we were in Nashville. So two episodes. We'll recap that tomorrow. Yeah. Anything else on tonight? Beverly Hills. No way. Beverly no way. Hills. That's I saw where a clip, like a sneak be. peek, and it's lunch or dinner with Garcelle and Lisa Rinna, and Garcelle is like holding Lisa Lisa Rinna to the fire for what she did to Denise, and Lisa Rinna's like, I shouldn't have been so hard on Denise, but it's like, where is that energy? La- Bring Denise back. Justice for fucking Denise. Bring Denise. I back. love Garcelle for being such a good friend. Like even though Denise is off the show, still bringing it up, getting accountability. Yeah, but yeah. Rinna is just like a political animal and she will say, and yes. now that Denise is gone, she'll say, it doesn't matter what she says. Now she did what she needed it's over. to do. So she just. Yeah. I can't wait. Wow, what a good night. I was going to go out to dinner, but I think I shouldn't. No, I think you need to stay in for this one. Me too, ordering a pizza. Mm. I had such a traumatic, like such a first world problem with my dinner last night, but like. When you're, when you're so hungry and your food's just not coming, like, I don't think there's anything worse. Like, me and Ben order from a sushi place. They have two locations, and Ben insisted that we order not from the one two blocks away, but from the one thirty blocks away because he thinks it's better. He was just being a baby, and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So the food gets prepared, and the courier picks it up, and the courier's on foot. So I feel so bad. I'm making this guy walk 30 blocks because Ben ref- prefers... It was such a mess. It took two hours to get my food. It was freezing cold. And I was like so mad. So I just like, I'm not going to ever let my dinner get out of hand like that again. No, that's good. I'm ordering for myself. Ben, you can order whatever, like fucking order from Brooklyn for all I care. Like I'm taking care of, you got to look out for yourself. Nobody's looking out for you. Nobody's looking out for you. I was so upset. I'm so sorry. Um, Let's dive into Dear Toasters before our interview with Remy Bader. And Dear Toasters is brought to you by Noom. Think about everything you've ever learned about getting healthy. There's a lot of contradictory information out there. And things like that old-fashioned food pyramid pyramid aren't much help enter noom you know how to chew you know how to use chopsticks how to fold a slice of pizza so the cheese doesn't slide off but do you really know how to eat noom says if you want to lose weight it's about it's not about one thing you ate today but how you eat in general so it's not about what you just ate but how you eat in general noom teaches you about eating your cravings how to build new habits so you can ditch the old misconceptions and get smart about food and the choices you make Based in psychology, Noom teaches you how to eat so you can accomplish your personal health goals and stick with them long term. Because you don't need rules to lose weight, you need knowledge. And with Noom, you pick the health goals that are right for you, and Noom personalizes a weight loss program to help your aspirations become reality. Because sometimes it's not about the scale. I know for me, it's like always about how I feel. Like I get fatigued when I'm not eating really well, I get headaches. So everyone has their own reasons for wanting to get in shape or start eating better. And Noom, is a solution for anyone, no matter what your goal is. Yeah, and especially if you're rising and grinding, like Noom is your friend. And what I love about Noom is Noom doesn't judge. Like, you can be rising and grinding, and of course you feel like, okay, yes, I want, I'm so excited to tell Noom about everything that I did. But you know what? Even when you're not, Noom doesn't judge. They understand that life happens. They'll teach you Nobody's why. perfect. They'll teach Noom. you why you make the choices you do and give you the tools to replace your habits with healthier ones. There's a science to getting healthier, and it's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N O O M. 
dot com slash toast learn how to eat again with noom sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash toast are you ready to learn how to live healthier sign up for noom today at noom n-o-o-m dot com slash toast love it all right dear toasters hi jackie and claudia i recently got engaged to my fiance who happens to be 100 percent italian which has tremendous perks an abundance of meat sauce homemade cookies around all the time etc etc unfortunately it also comes with major drums a few months before getting engaged, my sister-in-law, Meadow, and my mother-in-law, Cam- Carmela. Oh, these Sopranos. are names from the Sopranos. Okay. I'm like, that's a weird, like, we, mostly people just use, like, Sarah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meadow? <laughs> my sister-in-law, Meadow, and mother-in-law, Carmela, stopped speaking. This has been building for years as Carmela loathes Meadow, Meadow's husband. Loathes Meadow's husband, and it has now been about six months of them not speaking at all. Meadow has three kids that Carmela and Tony have not been able to see in six long months. This has put my fiance and I smack dab in the middle of this drama. We are still speaking to both sides, but Carmela feels very strongly that we should not invite Meadow and her husband to our intimate wedding destination destination wedding of 20 people in March. Meanwhile, Meadow has not asked one detail about our wedding. I know I have to invite her, but is it completely selfish that I don't want her at the wedding? Do I have to invite her husband that the entire family despises frankly i don't want to have to deal with any of this drama on my wedding day sincerely yours a toaster that belongs on hbo um i need to know why they hate the husband like is it just like personality stuff or is he like a really bad person um for actual reasons that you can right if it's just like dumb family drama that people are taking really seriously i would say invite them because things like this change all the time and you don't want to like look back on your wedding photos and like not be able to include your brother and sister-in-law who like you're now you know 10 years in the future close with yeah because weddings are just one of those things weddings and funerals like you just go yeah because drama comes and goes unless it's like an unforgivable offense right exactly but it's like if they wind up reconciling and then you just like are on the out still even though this wasn't your fight I would just invite them they probably won't even come. Yeah. And unless there's something like really terrible that's been done, I I just think it's family and you guys are all in this together. There's a line and if they haven't crossed it yet, you have to invite them. Yeah. All right, next up. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. I absolutely love listening to The Morning Toast every morning. It's one of the few things that truly brighten up my morning. Mm-hmm. I really felt compelled to share my current situation with you guys because I need to know that I'm not crazy. Last weekend, while celebrating Mother's Day with my boyfriend's family, his older brother, Luke, told me that someone in our small town found a website full of naked pictures of some of my best friends. I immediately shared the link with my friends, alerting them that this was happening. Apparently, this was old news because my friend's phone got hacked two years ago and she's been fighting and failing to get them taken down because she's over the age of 18. She asked me to tell her as much Wait, she asked me to tell her as much as possible about who resurfaced these and how I even got them. So I explained that Luke's friend Carter received them from another group chat and shared them with this group chat of 12 people. She was shocked to find this out because Carter was apparently her friend. So she reached out politely to tell him that she was disappointed he didn't come to her first rather than share it with 12 other boys. Carter proceeded to get angry with his group chat, which caused Luke to get angry with me for telling her it was Carter. Oh, and it get, gets worse. My boyfriend's parents and sister then involved themselves. So I had four, fi- four of his family members yelling at me, telling me I was wrong to tell my best friend who shared the pictures. I was speechless, disgusted, and outraged. Why the hell do I care if Carter gets in trouble? Shouldn't these parents know that people need to be held accountable for sharing private pictures without consent? Am I in the wrong here? No. I need to know what standing up for my friend that standing up for my friend was the right thing to do. It was. I have to say that my boyfriend immediately, immediately apologized on their behalf and tried to get them to understand my side. 
How am I supposed to feel comfortable around these people again? Please help an RDH toaster. Girl, you did nothing wrong. Like, I keep thinking if I was one of those girls whose phone got hacked, photos illegally stolen, and can't get them taken down because I'm over 18. Like, that's so disgusting. Who cares who's circulating it? Like, there's justice on the table, and that's what counts. That's what counts. So at least your boyfriend, like, knows what's up, because yeah. otherwise I was about to say, oh, he's only your boyfriend, bye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then with the family, like, they've, they've shown you who you are, and now it's just arm's length time. Yeah, like... I, that's actually really disappointing because at the end of the day, we should all be concerned for like this girl's group of friends who are being so violated and mm -hmm. like everyone's circulating it around, making it so much worse. And the fact that all we care about is fucking Carter. Who fucking cares no. about Carter? Fuck Carter. I'm not finding Carter. Fuck Carter. Fuck Carter. So you totally did the right thing. You can sleep at night knowing that like you're a good friend and a good person and like a good woman. You're yeah. actually the definition of a woman who supports other women. 100%. And your mother-in-law is not or future mother-in-law. Yeah. So now you know. The, and the more, the you, more know. you know. And that your boyfriend knows what's up is really all you can ask for in the situation. I'm just like... I'm so sorry for your friends. I know, but I'm actually really relieved to hear that your boyfriend is also like a woman who supports other women. Or, well, a man who supports other you women. You know what I mean? Yeah. Phew. Phew. All right, finally. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. My fiance and I are getting married next fall. Congrats. I've already asked all my bridesmaids to be in the wedding party. My fiance has yet to ask his groomsmen, but he's always planned to ask his dad to be his best man. Cute. Let me start by saying I have no problem with this. His dad is truly his best friend, and I think it's super cute that he would ask him. His brother is absolutely nuts. That's a story for another time. And he would feel bad choosing a friend over his brother, so his dad just seems like the best choice. I agree. So the only problem with it is that I don't necessarily want him in all the bridal party photos. He's already going to be in the family photos, obviously, so I just feel like that's a lot. Number one, he's going to be exhausted. He's an older man in his mid-60s. He's not in great shape, and I feel like him running around for hours would take a lot of his energy. And the wedding won't have, wouldn't have even... Wait, and the wedding won't have even started by then. And then, of course, reason number two is I feel like he would stick out like a sore thumb. I don't want my eyes to draw to him every time I look at my bridal party photos. Wow, just typing that, I feel like a huge bitch, but I can't help that I feel that way. Yikes. <laughs> my fiance gets very mad every time I bring it up and says he would feel horrible telling his dad he's the best man but can't be in the bridal party picks, which I understand as well. What do I do? Am I just a raging nefarious bitch that needs to get over herself? Or do you agree and we can ask him to step out of the, some of the photos? I have a major pit about it and I don't want his pajama dad to hate me. How do you think my fiance should bring it up with his dad if you think he should? Is it really mean to ask him to be his best man and then add stipulations? Help. A beautiful, stunning, and smart bride. Okay, so I have a plan for you because you can't ask someone to get out of a photo like when the photo is being taken and you're like okay now one without you so we can have one to hang on the wall it's so rude but what you can do being that this is your wedding and then there's a lot of planning that goes into it is you can schedule pictures throughout the day don't have the adult the, or the older people come in till later in the day because they need their energy so like do all the family photos last and earlier in the day do the bridesmaids groomsmen pictures where he's not he doesn't even know that that's happening and then later in the day when he is there then do another picture with all the groomsmen because the kid the young people your friends can they stand around and wait all day for the pictures to be taken Older people don't have as much stamina, so I think you do one set of photos in the morning before he's expected to arrive, and then one set of photos with him when it's his time. That's possible, but I actually, and I think that's good advice, but like, I don't really agree with this. Like, I don't know, like, I think you should just be proud of the fact your husband sounds like such a pee His dad is his best man. Like, you obviously married like such a family-oriented, like, I'm gonna cry, it's so sweet. Like, and you wanna hide that? Like, it's so fucked up. Like, I don't think, you're gonna be standing there in a big, poofy white dress 
No one's looking at your father-in-law. Like, it's not going to be this sore thumb situation. I think it's, it's true. And also, like, it is, like, that is what's happening. Like, that's the truth, you know? Yeah, no. And I just think it's, like, lean into it. It's really sweet. I've never heard of anyone choosing their dad as their best man. It speaks to the kind of character of your future husband. And I don't think you should be ashamed of it. I think, like, you are being a little bitchy. <laughs> like, I do. So I think that's my advice. But like, it's really sweet. I think it's so special and I would lean into it it's nice and no one is going to be looking there's a big bride poofy dress no one is looking at the groomsmen in the back who's slightly older than the other people I agree with you I but I will also say like your wedding day is your time to be a little bitchy and if this is going to bother you forever for whatever maybe there's other reasons Mm -hmm. at play then I think you can do it in a way without hurting anyone's feelings and without taking the picture and then say okay now one without you Jackie's given the roadmap to how you want to do it if you want to go about that way my advice would be like it's actually really sweet and make peace with it within yourself make peace with it within yourself I think it would make him so happy make your husband happy and your husband obviously doesn't agree with you so like just is this a battle you want to pick if so go Jackie's way if not I would just let it go yeah yeah, I hear what I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying too, of course. But it's but like people have their stuff. I don't know. You people know? have their stuff. That's true. Just decide whether this is a hill you want to die on, and yeah. then die on it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is pretty much our show. Except we've got an interview coming up with Remy Bader. If you're listening on the oh, also that was Dear Toasters. If you ever want to write in, we're running low. So DearToasters at gmail.com. Make it interesting. Sperm we're running bang. low because we're solving all the world's problems, and that's just our cross to bear. But it's DearToasters at gmail.com. I hope we can get to a place where there's no more Dear Toasters. Of course. Or at least updates. If we've written to you, let us know how it went. We love updates. DearToasters at gmail.com. Enjoy this interview with Remy Bader. She was a precious gem of a woman. Um, Podcast, just keep listening. YouTube, it is up on our channel. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have an amazing hump day, and we will see you tomorrow. Enjoy this interview with Remy Bader. Bye. Bye. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Jackie and I are so thrilled and excited to have an in-studio guest, someone we've been so excited to chat with, the reigning queen of realistic calls on TikTok, Miss Remy Bader. Hello, Remy. Welcome Hello. to the show. Woo. So happy to be here. Thank you for coming. Of course. Like, this is the most exciting thing like in my life right now. Same. Literally. <laughs> um, you have had quite a year. I really have. Can you take us back to pre-pandemic, what your life was like, and then how all this got started? Of course I can. So I was working, well, taking back a little further, where when I met you guys at first, I was working at Bravo TV right out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing PR, didn't love it, ended up going into music, working at Tidal, which is Jay-Z's oh, music cool. streaming oh, service. Cool. Um, actually really did like it. I was doing partnership marketing there. And then unfortunately, I lost my job. I was furloughed in April of last year, so like a year ago. And then I lost my job in July because they Officially. said, we were, yes, they were like, you're 100% coming back. And then all the people that were furloughed got let go. Right. Wow. So at the time I was like losing my mind. Yeah. Um, I was like, what am I supposed to do? There was no jobs in like entertainment, marketing, music, like anything like that. Yeah. So um, my dad always worked in the fashion industry, does women's jeans. And he like always pushed me to do like plus size modeling or just like fit modeling mm-hmm. or something. 
And I was like, no, I used to get offended by it. We're like, that's like so something that would offend me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was you like, say? you're horrible and you've ruined my life since childhood. Like, no, that's literally what happened. Like, the whole beginning of quarantine. Like, so going back a little further, like, the whole beginning of quarantine was like when my weight caught up to me from mm. like, I feel like I was just, I liked my job at Title, but I was so stressed all the time that I'd come home and just like eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all my weight caught up to me. So that was a hard time too, because like, pre like beginning of the pandemic being home with my family just like my sister and my parents who like I've always had a difficult very close with them but when it comes to like food and weight yeah it's yeah so that was like a little difficult so when my dad said that it was just like (laughs) "Mm." it was over but instead I was like you know what he really you know, actually just was like trying to think like, what could I do? Because I can't sit still. Like right. me doing nothing and laying in bed and overthinking is horrible for me. Yeah. I needed to work. So he was like, why don't you just try to do fit modeling? For those who don't know, fit modeling is when you go into like the showroom or something and they just fit clothes on you. You don't even speak, yeah. but you make good money. The first season of Summer House, there was a girl who was a fit model. Hannah. No. No, Hannah Burner was a fit model. Oh, but, but the there first, was someone else. The first season, yeah. I, she was a fit model, and I'm like, damn, she is so cute, and she was a fit model. That's yeah. how I know what it is. You, so you do have to be a specific, like, like ten inches smaller here to here, but you don't need to look like a model, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, I'll try. So I sent all of my like measurements, and my dad took pictures of me against a white wall in the yeah. house. And Your dad sounds so cute. <laughs> and we sent them. I sent them to all different modeling agencies. Only heard back from one. And like basically signed with them in August, like pretty quickly. They were like, You're you'd be great as a fit model, but we also want you as we could see you being like a model model yeah. too. And I was like, Okay, cool. So they called you pretty. That's so yeah. nice. They were to like, hear. Mm, you're pretty. You're right. <laughs> and um, so then started doing that. And then nothing was happening. There was still no jobs really in modeling unless you were doing it for a long time. Like to be a new model in the industry, like no one mm-hmm. no. So still losing my mind. Mm-hmm. So then in September, like end of August, I started, which is just so funny now thinking about it, just like DMing influencers. Like, oh. I want to help you for free. Oh. DM'd you guys. You would <gasps> never know. And <laughs> no, no one ever saw. Why would people see? Like, you know, like you don't read. I can't mm-hmm. read all of my messages yeah. from everyone. So like I DM'd like probably like you. Like, I don't know, like a few, like I say a handful of people. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, honestly, thank God no one answered. Because yeah. none of this would have happened. Yep. Yeah. Um, so basically, like, jumping to how all of this happened, I was like, started getting a few fit modeling jobs. And then I was like, I need to do something else. So I never was like, loved TikTok, actually. Like, during quarantine, I wasn't like, scrolling all the time. My sister was obsessed. I was like, let's do dances. I'm like, I'm not doing dances <laughs> looking like this. Like, I just refused. Um, <laughs> So then I, w- I started finding more of like that curvy fashion stuff, like videos on um, TikTok. And I was like, this is cool. I feel like I could do this maybe. Mm-hmm. So I started making a few videos, like three videos that were like, th- I made like three videos that were like dress, like, wait, why can't I speak? Hold on. <laughs> <okay>. Take your time. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I- <laughs> I started making videos that were like a celebrity lookalike, like Hailey Bieber in a size 16. Got it. No one saw them. And like, actually, no, I was just about to say that sounds familiar. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that video. No, there, I like, I got that from like that idea from oh. other creators. I was like, okay, like a bunch of people are doing this. Like, I could do it, maybe make it funny, whatever. But no one was seeing it. I was like, oh my God, it takes so much time and effort to edit yeah. and do all this. Like, I thought it was crazy. And I was like, kind of giving up on it. 
And then one day I got a package from, I don't know, like Nasty Gal or something. And I always have done this. Like I've always put on clothes and like Snapchatted my friends and been like, oh my God, I look crazy. Like I just would always think it was funny. And then I was like, why don't I just make like a TikTok of it? And it was truly for my friends. And that's the one that blew up. Is that the one with your ass? That was like, no, that was like a few later. Okay, Margo sent me that one, and I, that's how I discovered you, and I was fucking cracking up, and they took it down because your ass was in yeah, it. Yeah, I was screaming when you commented on it. I was like, oh my God, I, and then it was gone, and I was like, like literally like in tears. <laughs> like I was freaking out, because that was like the first one that blew up where right. like a lot of people saw it. I yeah, think. it was so funny. That was the best video I ever did because it like went viral like so quick, and it was going crazy, and they took it down. So then I put it on my Instagram. Yeah, and then you re-uploaded it just to like cover your ass. But yeah. it wasn't as funny. No, but then, yeah, and then they kept taking it down, and I was just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, that's I don't so know. annoying. It was annoying. But that's kind of how I started doing the, the hauls where I was like, all right, people think I'm funny. People think it's relatable. And what if people don't know what I do is kind of like get a large amount of clothing from one brand and then I try them on and some look great and some look horrible mm-hmm. and I laugh about it and I talk about it and I call them realistic hauls. Um, and it just, you know, I think what kept me doing it, cause it really is a lot of work. Like in the, now I'm starting to work with some brands other than that. The realistic calls are separate in itself. But when I go buy the clothes, like I'm buying those clothes. I don't think people realize. Yeah. Like, yeah. They think it's like sponsored. But, then it's yeah. like, but if it is sponsored, is there then pressure to have like a positive yes. outcome? I'm, I'm trying to figure that out right now, but I don't really do realistic calls with brands. Yeah. Smart. That, that's yes. smart. So like I will keep the, re- cause in the beginning, let's say I did a, the free people hall the first one really blew up and then they loved it and they sent me um, (laughs) and they sent me a bunch of more clothes and they Mm -hmm. were like you get to pick so I was like okay great and they really all looked good on me yeah Yeah. I didn't pretend they looked good like it actually did and then people were like going ham being like now since free people's working with you actually i can attest like as a chubby person like the free people clothing a lot of my clothes are free people it's like very size inclusive and flowy i love something flowy especially especially that because it's flowy and like they actually run i think a little big some of the dresses and stuff so also that's like a big part of it too like when i started doing this i never thought of the brand i thought these brands are going to hate me. Mm-hmm. But why did I, I never thought this was going to be my career. So I didn't right. care. Yeah. And then actually a lot of the brands started reaching out and being like, we love what you're doing. Like, let's send you clothes. I'm not stupid. Of course the brands obviously want me to find things I like and post positive about right. them. But at least they're acknowledging it. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what I appreciate. Definitely. So we're now a year out from you losing your job and this is your full-time job, correct? Yes. You pay your bills. Yes. This that's is my crazy. full-time job. I do the modeling more part-time because I just don't do it as much and it kind of like does come into this as well um I signed with UTA so I'm working with them for more of like my brand deals and stuff and then I'm signed to a modeling agency as well so but I would say this like this takes up all of my time yeah of course um and you know like yesterday I did videos the whole entire day I'm editing them myself doing everything and does having this huge presence on social media help you book modeling gigs Yes, that's the thing. Like, I really wasn't getting any. Like, I, I almost felt, like, inauthentic being, like, I'm a curve model. And I was like, wait, I'm not getting any jobs. This is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Like, I swear, like, I did my first test shoot. And then I kept posting the test shoot pictures. And, like, people definitely are catching on. That oh, I'm, my like, God. That is shoots. so funny. Like, you hadn't booked a gig yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did that for so long that I was, I think about everything. So, I, yes. like, think, which is good and bad. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. But now, 
I'm like starting to get like I just did a big free people shoot in Santa Barbara with very stunning, cool. yeah, stunning, and it was blue dress, like, oh, stunning, thank yeah, thank you, stunning. Um, that was like super last minute, and they just like, I don't know, it's like, and you know, and that's another thing too. A lot of people are very positive, and then there'll be people that where there's always negative people, but that will be like, well, don't you feel like these brands are just using you as like their one token plus size girl? And I'm like, there, that's something though. I don't no, care. No, let's say they are. Like, uh, I have bills to pay. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and that too. Like, I love I'm like, people no. take a moral high ground on like the fact that like you need to work. Like, yeah, it's so silly. Try like, I. It must be difficult being thrust. Like, I think a lot of people grow their brand online and it takes time. But you just kind of like blew up in like yeah. six months. Um, and it can be overwhelming to have that many people's opinions of you being shared with you on an everyday basis. And yeah. I'm curious how you internalize that. Yeah, it's a lot. And I really feel like on some days I genuinely don't care. And like I'm choosing to put also like my body in front of the camera and things that I'm not happy about. Like I always so say brave. I don't think you. I don't consider myself a body positive influencer. People like to say that and I'm not offended by that. And I think people who are body positive influencers, that's great. I feel like I would just call myself like a realistic influencer because like I am not super happy with my body right now. Like yeah. I gained like 50 something pounds this, this year. No, it's like we're body positive for other people. Yeah. Like not for us. Yeah. And, and my thing is, <laughs> we still hate ourselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my thing is more like, but I'm not going to hide in my room like I did do this time last year. Yeah. And when I started gaining the weight and would go to work every day in pants that didn't fit and be so uncomfortable and just like not want to talk to boys anymore. Like I'm not, I still feel a little of those things, but this TikTok changed me in a positive way and TikTok changed me in the best way possible because of all the people because of all the positive things people are yeah, saying. Like people great. reminded me of things that I forgot about myself. And I still will be like, okay, I posted a video the other day and I'm like, I'm having a bad day. Like I'm realizing that like, I made a video a few months ago saying like, you can't let your weight not have you, not allow you to go on dates. But like, that's a hundred percent what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and right. until I feel fully comfortable, I don't really want to. Well, like, that's just not how a hypocrite. Like, yeah. What? At least you're not a hypocrite. Like yeah. you're owning the fact that you are contradicting yourself. Yes. And like, I feel like that's just how I've been. Like, I feel like, the Remy I'm putting on social media, no matter what any haters want to say or not, who have never known me, my friends, my family, everyone who has is like, I love this for you because it's the Remy you've always been. And that's exactly who I've been. Like, sometimes I say stupid shit and then I'm just like, why did I say that? So I'm just, then I'll make a video following up with that. Mm -hmm. So what I'm learning is that maybe I don't need to do it with everything. Like, yeah. I don't need to say all of my feelings. Yes. Um, because sometimes then it's just going to kind of go back in your face. That gives you more of a platform for people to be negative. To, to criticize. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, but I'm learning all this. Like you said, like literally this has been like, I think eight months. Like this That's is so just crazy. like, why would I ever think when I started this, that this would be what it was. And even a, four months ago, I would say like, I was refusing to not go back into like marketing or something. Right. And everyone was like, Remy, like you need to go with this. And I'm like, I can't, like I built this resume since 11th grade. Like I can't not go do of that. It. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's like a, a hard thing for a lot of people is like, it feels like in the influencer space is kind of uncertain. Yes. And even though you might be making more money than you do with a traditional job, that traditional job just gives you a sense of stability. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't want to let that go once they become. Yes. And then of course so I have my successful. parents or, you know, close friends too just like well what if it did yeah. all fall apart and I'm like thank you been saying for that making to me since yeah. 2016 you're <laughs> yeah. gonna be fine yeah you're gonna be fine yeah so I'm just like you know what I at least do ha I really do have a lot of experience in a resume and I I'm pretty sure that I could figure it out if that yeah. was the case. yeah but you gotta ride the wave yeah and I'm like like now I've let that go like now I'm like wait now I can't even picture myself going into an office doing right. that which is crazy because I was very much like how can I not have a routine and 
live this life but now this is my life and yeah. and I do like it I wake up happier every day compared to how I did going into an office every day and like I thought I was happy but I wasn't yeah so I want to continue doing this and aside from everything and just all the like fame and the followers like I'm genuinely helping people every yeah. single day which like makes it so much more worth it but the yeah. fame and the followers doesn't hurt either <laughs> yeah that's great also yeah, so, I would argue it's just as good okay so sweet so sweet where are your favorite places to shop since you're oh, kind yeah. of an expert in like who has what I went to H&M because you did an H&M haul and I have to say like it didn't do it for me but yeah I appreciate no, it no it's very hit or miss there any of those those stores are hit or miss. Like yeah. I found like a shirt at Forever 21 from that haul that I loved and then everything else I returned. Right. Yeah. Um, right now like this Tops Reformation I think they have like really great Did I not just clothes. say that Jackie? Yeah. No. Reformation has great extended sizing. I yeah. Think, and it's really cute. And this isn't this is like older this is from last year or something maybe it doesn't fit me correctly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> realized that when I walked in here but they now have extended sizing and they make it like very I don't know I love that because like I my whole point of even doing all this is like, I want to be trendy too. Of and course. yes, there's always been like plus size stores and stuff, but maybe sometimes not the trendiest. Mm -hmm. And like, we should be able to wear whatever we want. Yeah, I think there's this misconception that if you're shopping in extended sizing, like you're 97 years old because yeah. the only things they sell are like <laughs> cheetah print moomoos. Yeah. And it's like, we deserve like bodysuits as well. Exactly. So that's why a lot of like what, I mean, I just post my style, but a lot of what I wear is like sexy bodysuits. Yeah. I like to show like, this part of my stomach or like certain things like that so I mean honestly I really have been liking free people lately I'm a huge Abercrombie gal oh really um yes a lot of people like in my followers are like I can't do it because they ruined my childhood because I could right. wear it like I couldn't either and my sister wore it all the time but like right. again anyone who's making the effort now I'm gonna give a chance and yeah. they like really promote their curvy line and everything mm. and then they have like trendy cool clothes too like great body suits like I'm a fan. Very you just need cool. a size one full size up. Got it. Got it. My favorite haul that you did was Revolve. Like, I was crying laughing. They have like, nerve. I'm here to, yeah. to go to Surf Lodge. They have <laughs> Not in that outfit. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, I was literally laughing so hard. That's me trying to get into a club. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. On Revolve. Yeah. Um, we talk about it a lot. We talk about it a lot because, like, I shop at Revolve, but, you know, I, like, let's say when I'm shopping, I refine by size. So it's like, okay, I'm shopping rompers, 5,000 rompers. I need anything, a large or an extra large. What are your thoughts? I think that they are not super inclusive. They know that. Um, I mean, I think they know that. <laughs> and um, their clothes are a little expensive, which is what I said in my haul, too. I think they need to make changes. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. like, hoping that they do. They were one of the brands, too, that, like, liked my haul and said it was great wanted to send me some clothes you know and like I always say like hoping you know like this makes some sort of change right. or whatever um but they're one of like the five or six brands I would say that has reached out after a haul that appreciated it and said like we're working on making changes so like That's I nice. give them that yeah cool. of course um but yeah like none of those clothes really fit me and then no. and then I found like you know one blazer that was an XL that was like beautiful and I wear all the time like and I think that's with any place but the point is it's like now or never to me it's like okay I'll give you guys a chance now but like all of these if you're seeing this if you're seeing all of these comments from people on TikTok Instagram YouTube whatever yeah. like take it do something with it because if you don't now you're gonna be the one the you know left line. out like yeah. and like yes it's crazy that it's 2021 and like a lot of these brands haven't done it but like 
it hasn't been this talked about. Like, I feel like body positivity stuff started when? Like, a few years ago more. But, like, now with TikTok, like, it's just, like, going crazy. Yeah. And talking about the actual brands and doing these reviews that are blowing up that, like, the brands need to not be stupid and just need to listen. Yeah, no. And it's honestly, like, just a good marketing move. Like, you'll reach more people. Right. Yes. Like, why wouldn't you want that? Lar- more customers. That's what, and that's what I don't, you know, like, yeah. well, I think I'll never understand that. It's, like... I, there was one brand I was doing like a fitting for and I was just like for bras or something. And I was just like, so why, you know, don't you have bigger sizes? I'm just wondering. And she was going into how like it's the make, you know, it's more expensive, which it is to make the product and do all that. And it's more material and they want to structure it right. But like also BS because like you're going to make more money if you sell to more yeah, people. Of course. What are your thoughts on like extended sizing costing more than like a size small, like, like an XL costing more than a, a medium? In the store? Online or in stores. Like, I've seen that in many stores. You know, I actually really haven't, like, noticed that. Oh I should. God. I it should. It offends that's me to gr- my core. No, that's great. I should yeah. really, like, look into that because I never really noticed that. Are you saying if it's the same, like, piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the same shirt in, like, a small. I, and I, yeah, versus, that's like, crazy. Or something. Yeah. I'm guessing it's just because it's, like, more material they're putting into it. That's horrible. Yeah. But that's a good call out. Yeah. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Claudia's realistic call. Um, but yeah. Well, you have had really just like an amazing year. What do you think like is is next for Remy B? Um, what is next? I, you know, I like am so excited about like everything that's happening. I actually like keep saying yes to so many things. Like I, I need to figure out what it is I want to do. And I don't think I need to figure that out at the moment. I think again, we've talked about how like I never knew this would happen. So I've always seen myself doing so many things that I was like, well, this is a nice dream, but it's never going to happen. Right. So now I have like the ability to do so many things that I just want to make the right choices. And I'm kind of like going slow with it. Like, you know, like oh, free people reaching out to do a modeling shoot? Like, cool, sure. You know, like, so I'm kind of, you know, I would like to maybe do, like, something TV-related one day. Um, Like, more like hosting thing, not Mm -hmm. like acting or, like, um, you know, I love to sing. Am I going to be a singer? No, but I'd like to, like, plug that into something. Like, I just, like, want to, like, do things that make me happy and, like, keep showing myself, but to the, and keep showing myself to the world, but at the same time, like, I think the helping people so important and like that I think long long term I'd love to have like a Remy line that's like truly my Mm -hmm. own or something I think that's like longer term but that's like every little piece of like this what uh, what I talk about and like what I feel like we need and like give that to all of my followers so that's beautiful that Remy that's That's beautiful beautiful. (laughs) um can you tell everyone where to follow you and thirst out for a minute yeah on all your platforms um it's just at Remy Bader, R-E-M-I-B-A-D-E-R, and it's on, and I'm on TikTok and Instagram. Fabulous. Love to see it. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you guys for listening. We hope you have an amazing day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank Goodbye. you, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.